Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? And you're all wrong. You're all wrong. It's a black Nike t-shirt today. So you got the black right, but it's a brand new Nike t-shirt that arrived today. So, yeah, you're wrong. You got it close. You were close, but it's a black Nike one. So there we go. Russ said man boobs. Well, yes, they are here, buddy, on show all the time. Always ready to go. It seems like Walker will renew his contract at Manchester City. Right, so look, let's let's talk about Kyle Walker first up then. And let me say this. One thing that I want for my, my right back, whoever it might be, is not to be flashing people in bars. So I, will, I don't want Kyle Walker at Liverpool Football Club. I don't want my right back in bars flashing his bits to all and sundry. So that's a no for me and Kyle Walker, you know? And maybe I'm just picky. I don't know. But um, yeah, it is a bit weird, right? It's a bit weird we're being linked with Kyle Walker because in what world do we think Manchester City will allow that to happen and him to come to Liverpool? Um, and I don't know if he'll go to Bayern Munich, if he'll stay at Manchester City. I really don't know what the situation is there with Mr. Kyle Walker. But if we can push aside the getting his bits out for the lads and uh, the other stuff, in theory, it's not the most stupid idea you've ever heard. In theory, bringing in... a uh, an experienced right back, moving Trent into midfield and giving a season or two for the likes of Calvin Ramsey or um, Connor Bradley to up their game. That makes sense in theory. But then you remember it's Liverpool and City and it's just not going to happen. So I think we can put that one to bed. But we had to bring it to you guys because it was mentioned in the media today. Has anybody heard what happened to the scum of the... F- yes, so that 97 fan gobshite. Have you seen this, lad? The absolute arrogance of this prick walking towards the court like chuckling and laughing. I would honestly love to be left in a room alone with him for five minutes with a locked door. And I'm sure many, 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 many other Liverpool fans around the world would feel equally as um, angered by this dickhead and his taking the piss. Look, do you see the state of him? For, let's, let's talk about this first and foremost. One, my friend, and I can't say this enough, you're going bald. Deal with it. 
This fucking comb-over that you're trying to accomplish here is kidding nobody, fella. Just own it like I do. I'm not even bald. I could put your comb-over to shame. But there's a lot more I'd rather put to shame first, which is this absolute disgusting Neanderthal prick of a human being um, that has been given a banning order for three years, I believe, from football as well. Um, it just These are the type of people that need a slap in life. They are. I don't care. I'm sorry. They do. These are the type of people that need a good dose of reality. And that good dose of reality should and hopefully does come to this man at some point in his life. Because I don't know who the fuck he thinks he's laughing with. I don't know who, why he thinks this is funny. But it isn't. But then again, look at the state of the lad's head. Look at the shitty tattoos on his stupid fucking face. As well as his comb over. You're an absolute twat. You're an absolute piece of shit of a human being. And I'm sure... All the manks disown you as well because it's an absolute state. Honestly. Yeah. But I don't want to get into it too much because I'll just get too angry and I'll end up getting in trouble. But ultimately, he'll get his someday. Someday he'll be somewhere, wrong time, wrong place. Somebody will cop on who he is and he'll get what's going to come to him. Trust me on that. I have enough belief in karma in the world that that man is going to get what's coming to him at some point in his life. The absolute state of him. And his, his suit was shite as well. Like, I know you tried to rock up Billy Big Bollocks in the suit and all, but that's Goldbridge level of a suit. Do you know what I mean? That's fucking shite. That's shite. That's all I'm going to say to you. It's shite. Your suit game is shit. Uh, United banned him for life. He's banned from football for four years. £1,000 fine and £464 court case charges. It's not good enough, though. It's not good enough. He should be made to do community service in the community that he's after affecting and impacting. He should be made to see the people that he has insulted, that he's ridiculed, that he's mocked with his chuckling and his laughing and thinking it's funny. But again, I'm a great believer in karma. I really am. And uh, I've no doubt that this guy will get a dose of karma at some point in his life. It's a hate crime. It's up there with racism. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the fact that he thinks he can snigger and laugh at it just riles me up even more. And I'm sure many other people look... I I I've, I don't know anybody directly that that died at Hillsborough or has a relative that died. I, you know, I don't know any people, but I can only imagine the anger, or maybe they just feel pity for the dude. That could be. I mean, from the Hillsborough support uh, families that I've seen and heard speaking over the years, they probably feel pity for this dude because his life's so bitter and pathetic. Yeah, maybe they don't even feel anger towards him. I don't know, but. It's just sad, isn't it? It's sad the football and the society has gone that way where people feel this is acceptable. Uh, right, let's get stuck into tonight's stories anyway. One that I think we can maybe rule out is Federico Chiesa. And the reason I'm saying this is the initial price that we'd seen mentioned for him of about 25, 30 million looks like it's way off the mark. So there's a report today coming from Italian publication Tutto Mercato that said Bayern Munich are preparing a 44 million pound offer for Federico Chiesa to Juventus. And that makes sense because they're probably going to move Mane on um, maybe one or two more and they could be looking to refresh their, their forward line. And this, even at 44 million, could end up be a tidy piece of business if, you, if uh, Bayern pull it off. So their need is probably greater than ours in that department. And that's kind of why I'm all right with it. I would have loved Chiesa at Liverpool. I really would for the right number at the right time. But we can't 
justify spending 44, 45 million pounds in a position that we don't really need to strengthen in this window. So if he goes elsewhere, so be it. But I just had to bring it to you guys anyway, because initially we'd seen reports of um of 25, 30 million being the number, but looks like it's a lot more. So thoughts on that one, my friends. And also, have you seen what's going on with Chelsea? Now, I do like to read through some of the, the threads on social media when somebody sends me a link to something to see how the fans are reacting. And once again, we see this scenario where Chelsea look like they're going to offload maybe four or five of their players to Saudi Arabia. And then you go to the comment section of any of these posts and you see people saying things like, cry more. Why is it always Chelsea that gets held up? Why is it bloody bloody blah? Well, here's a couple of things for all these cry more merchants out there. The game is going to fucking implode eventually with these shenanigans. How can it be that Chelsea can go out there and spunk 600 million in a season and then conveniently have ways for some of these guys to make their way off to Saudi Arabia and to clear a whole lot of wages off their books. Even a deal for Koulibaly, I think maybe 30 million to bring him over there. We all know Koulibaly ain't worth 30 million. The reason I think, my friends, is because, well, look at who owns Chelsea Football Club. It's not all Todd Bowley. I think it's Clear Lake or Clearwater Capital, one of the other firms that are involved. And they, of course, have investment from, that's right, you guessed it, the Saudi Arabia Public Fund. And uh, shock horror, Chelsea fans are going, we've done nothing. We've done nothing. It's always Chelsea. Why if anybody else is no problem, but it's Chelsea? Well, I've got one. I've got a question. You know the 900 grand a week that Chelsea lost for 19 years under Roman Abramovich? What happened to that debt? Where did that go? And the money that's supposed to be going to Ukraine, well, that's just sitting in an account at the minute because... Roman Abramovich has been holding off on releasing those funds. So for the love of God, rather than just be an arsehole who comes and says, cry more, think about it. Think about the game. Think about the future. Think about the history, the trajectory and where we're going. If this type of shit is allowed to stand and constantly happens, we need to stop thinking of our own club allegiances. We need to stop thinking... Well, my club's all right, so pull the ladder up, Jack, and sod the rest. We can't think like that. And people will say it's just bitterness because you've got FSG as owners, whatever. Well, yes and no. Would I like FSG to spend more? Absolutely. But I don't want football to go the way it looks like it's going, which is becoming a geopolitical plaything for rich countries who want to wash over or whitewash their... Uh, their bad track record in uh, human rights and various other things. I want football to be sustainable. I want it to be realistic. And I want it to be a game that people feel like they're connected to. And these numbers and these fees that we're seeing and the wages, that's just not sustainable. It's not realistic. How can somebody spend 600 million in one window or one year, excuse me? How? How is that possible? that a football club can spend 600 million and not have any ramifications whatsoever for that spending. And then you see things like they're looking at Nicolo Barella, which would be another 50 or 60 million. They're looking at bringing in an attacker. They're looking at bringing in maybe another midfielder. It's absolutely taken the piss. And my question is very simple. Who's looking out for football? Who is it? Because I promise you, it's not the people at the top of the Premier League. It's not the people at the top of FIFA. It's not the people at the top of UEFA. Who is looking out for the game? 
Because yes, we understand how the world works. It's a lot of it revolves around money and money makes the world go around as the saying goes, but it also corrupts. And our sport is being absolutely ridiculed, rinsed, having the piss taken out of it. And we're all just sniping at each other while it happens and mocking each other and telling each other to cry more and put in salt emojis and all of this stuff. What happens when there is no more sport? What happens when the Premier League becomes a thing of the past? When the money gets pulled out in the future or they stop caring about it? Because it isn't sustainable. It just isn't. Uh, Man City owner spouting shite. Don't rust, mate. Oh, I tried to avoid that, pal. I seen the big fucking arrogant head in them sitting there with his Sky Sports interview saying, oh, there's a load I'd love to say. I've got very strong opinions on it. I've got very strong opinions on it as well, mate. And I don't mind sharing mine because, well, I stand over mine. You're a cheating fuck. Your club are cheating. We know it. You can come on with your arrogance and spout your bollocks all you want. The whole fucking world knows what City are. Their arrogance is really starting to wind me up even more. Like sitting there talking about bullshit that we all know is bullshit. But we're just expected to take it. We're just expected to take it as gospel. Because you say it so many times over and over again that eventually you think we're going to believe it's true. It's pathetic. And I, I really, really hope that these fuckers have the book thrown at them. But then again, who's going to throw the book? Because whoever's thrown the book, you know, have they got the balls to do it? I don't know. Look, we had a, a conversation the other day in our Discord group and I asked everybody, how are you feeling about football at the minute? And one answer kept coming back and it was... I'm finding it harder and harder to stay invested in the game, to stay emotionally connected to the game, to feel like it matters, I matter, the game matters, the people matter, the fans matter. It's really difficult, isn't it? And, it, you know, we're being laughed at for being scared about our sport, for the, the, the longevity of it, the sustainability of it, the ethics of it. It's weird. I, I don't understand the mindset of people who just think cry more. Will you, will you be all right if the game goes away? Because maybe you don't care about the sport too much anyway. Maybe you're just a Johnny-come-lately glory hunter. I don't know. But a sport that I've been around 33 years now of my life, I love dearly. I watch as much as I can, and I hate to see it bastardized the way it is. But like I, what I heard yesterday about the fact that Clear Lake Capital, whoever it is, have investment themselves from Saudi Arabia... You just wonder, like, where are these lines that are supposed to be clearly drawn with who owns what and who owns who? If the same money is just going to be involved and floating around between different clubs, what's the point? It's, it doesn't take a lot to say the biggest number, you know? But look, there is a little... It's, it's so difficult because it's very hard for me to, in one sentence, say I want FSG to go. But then say I don't want the unlimited wealth of a sovereign fund or somebody to just come in and be a sugar daddy. Because I do want football to be sustainable. I do want clubs to spend what they can afford because I want clubs to be around for the next 10 generations of families. You can see a Super League on the horizon because the Saudis are going to buy all the top teams. They're treating it like a game of Sabudio. It is mad, right? And like, again... Once Gianni Infantino or all these other guys are getting their palms greased along the way, 
And you, sh- do you know what worries me most about this is geopolitical influence. Like if you look into the amount of Saudi Arabian money in London right now and look into the Newcastle takeover and look into the reporting of some uh, political nudging, shall we say, it gets scary because it's not a sport anymore. It's not just sport. This has gone way bigger now. Now, while well, we're talking about centre-backs, actually, let's move on to something that uh, the male, I think it was, David Lynch has said. Mickey van de Ven is definitely the name to keep an eye on at the moment in Liverpool's centre-back search. So, there you go. I mean, we kind of know that Liverpool are interested. We know... Am I right in saying that it was George Schmadke that took him to Wolfsburg? So, look, there's some obvious connections there um and this link has been around for a while now but i really don't know anything about the kids so look if jürgen and the scouts think he's good enough if they've looked at the data i trust them i really do so let's wait and see what happens there's been no talk about this progressing to a bid or anything like that it's just that he's the name to keep an eye on according to david lynch so let's just go with that and see uh see how it works out Trent's assist and pass for Saka's finish was a beauty, said TTV Dylan. Uh, do you know what? I'm loving this, um, the Trent loving at the minute from everybody. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's class. I know people think I, you know, just moan about players, but I want their boys to do well. I want their boys to be full of confidence. I want them to be inspired. And whilst I don't really give a shit what Trent does for England, you know, this good form that's carried on from the role at Liverpool. Um, oh, yeah, Van der Ven's Dutch. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Even rival fans are saying he's an incredible special player. Good. That's great news. Um, and look, I think it's getting to the stage now where it's going to be when and not if Trent becomes a midfielder, the way it's looking, you know? So, um, good. Good on Trent. I'm genuinely over the moon for the lad. And um, nothing I like more than being proved wrong about a player's performances or their form. And they turn it round. We want their boys to succeed and I'm no different to anybody else. Could you see Trent as a captain one day? I don't know. Because I don't know what he's like as a communicator. I don't know what he's like, you know, in the dressing room. I don't know how much pull or influence he has with the lads. So, uh, tough question to answer. I'd say he's certainly moving in the right direction to be in that leadership group if he isn't already in it, which I think he probably is at this point. Liverpool are pushing to sign Ryan Grafenberg from Bayern Munich this summer. And that's according to Colin Miller. Um, Liverpool are set to back Jurgen's wishes of his transfer. So I'm on the fence on this one. Genuinely, I'm unsure. 
about this one because he could be a very good player. And I wouldn't, I'm not willing to just, you know, write him off because he's had a bad season or didn't have a great season with Bayern. I do understand and appreciate that sometimes it's the wrong club at the wrong moment, wrong coach, um, or maybe just a clash of personality. So, but it, it's, it doesn't inspire me with confidence. It doesn't make me feel like we're making a statement. It doesn't make me, like Alexis McAllister ticked a lot of boxes. You know, it, it ticked as close to a certainty of working for us as possible. I just don't feel as inspired by the possibility of Liverpool signing Ryan Gravenberch. It just feels like it's a bit of a a Hail Mary, a hope. But the price point is is realistic that I've seen mentioned. 25 million or so. Yeah. I I don't know. I just genuinely feel very underwhelmed by what I'm seeing in the past few days with regards to you know the cheaper links starting to now be pushed through into the forefront you know we're ruling out the likes of um Barella we're ruling out the likes of Chiesa but we're you know being big enough the Mickey van de Ven or the Ryan Gravenberch the cheaper options and I, I'm yet to see a journalist actually talk about Liverpool's budget or what's realistic and isn't realistic like We've been told to keep an eye on Barella by many journalists to say Liverpool were monitoring, interesting, looking at, whatever you want to use the phrase, Barella. We know he's available now because we've seen Newcastle inquire. We've seen Chelsea inquire. And we know that he's available. Now, we don't know what the specific number is, but it looks like it's going to be upwards of 60 million. And that's where we as Liverpool fans have to go, okay, 60 million, not going to happen with FSG because, and I can't say this clearly enough, John's a cheap fuck. The only box Gravenberch has taken is the box that we get him from a big club, e.g. Bayern City Madrid. Uh, I'd rather we got him from Ajax when he was leaving Ajax. Again, like these are the type of links that make me scratch my head. We could have had the kid. If Liverpool wanted him badly enough, we could have got him when he was leaving Ajax. I know he was a Mina Raiola client, but if he went for 21 million or so to Bayern, why weren't we in the conversation? Why weren't we in it then a year ago? This is the type of thing that frustrates me as a Liverpool fan. As the days go on without making another signing, it starts to worry me that even though we're being told there's more coming back just because it's FSG. So we seem to be linked with a lot of players and almost every single one of them are going to the Euros, the under 21 Euros. And we know that the under 21 euros is going to drag on for another month. So that means if you're signing players from there and you're waiting to that tournament's over and they progress or go far on it, we're already going to be into pre-season at that point and the clock's ticking. And I don't know about your good selves, but I feel very, very worried when Liverpool start to uh, drift into the middle of a window without really uh, getting the business done early, which is what we were told Klopp wants to do. Go in, get it done early. Liverpool walked away from Bellingham to make sure that they could prioritise their targets and be ready when the market opens. And full credit to going and getting Alexis McAllister. Again, I can't praise that deal enough. Delighted about it. Radio silence at the minute and a lot of other stuff. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Any update on Gabri Viega other than Chelsea are preparing an offer? No. No, nothing from a Liverpool side other than you know, he's on the list. Um, I don't understand the Chelsea preparing an offer thing either because the offer is, here's €40 million, euro, that's his buyout clause. 
but maybe Chelsea are looking to spread it over 95 years, loan him back to Saudi Arabia in four years, then send him back to Chelsea, give him a packed lunch and move him back on again. I don't know. Wonder what they're doing behind the scenes. Yes, it's, it is interesting because look, a lot of these guys, if Liverpool want them, why aren't we actually moving to try and get it done? Like if Liverpool want Gravenberch, well then test the fucking water with an offer. What are we waiting around for? Put the offer in. See what happens. If Liverpool won Viega, you know what you have to pay. Like, this is what frustrates me. Like, is We know these targets. If Kone is a target, that deal can be done tomorrow. We know that that's a fairly straightforward deal to get done. So I, I don't know why the delay. Other than, well, the stuff I don't want to talk about. Do you believe Trent Alexander-Arnold could go on to be better than Gerrard? No. Because Gerrard's a better player. Was a better player. But that doesn't mean Trent isn't and won't have a fantastic rest of his career he's just not Steven Gerrard Gerrard has the, had everything physicality pace power an eye for a pass an eye for goal snidiness but he was like a, a once in a lifetime player so to say Trent might not hit Gerrard's heights doesn't mean Trent won't be brilliant because he will but like to me I don't know if anybody will ever be Steven Gerrard you know Gerrard to me is the epitome of of Liverpool of, of everything of, of unbelievable football or uh, yeah an icon an idol a man a hero whatever you want to call it like Gerard's it to me. There's been some chitter chatter about a potential incoming offer from Saudi for Thiago. Uh, don't know if this is fan speak, if it's absolute bollocks, or if there's nothing to it. But for a jumping off point, if an offer did come in, and I'd seen um, uh, Jose Enrique say that you know if an offer came in for Thiago, he thinks Liverpool should look to to maybe sell it. And I get that. I get that. I think. If an offer came in that allowed us to maybe add in an extra body in another position, I could understand it. Um, he's got one year left. I'd ideally like to keep him around to help him or to help Stefan Bajcetic and some of the other younger players because I imagine having Thiago around is, is, is pretty inspiring and obviously watching the dude train and play, it's, um, it's a joy to look at. But if a decent offer came in, I think Liverpool would have to look at it. But I don't know if this talk of a potential Saudi thing is for when his Liverpool deal runs out in a year's time or if maybe there's something coming this summer. Do you guys believe that players like Virgil, Ibu, Jota have got news that we will sign players or they tried to put pressure so we can sign some? I think some of the senior players may have had conversations with the manager. Uh, you know, you never know how how serious these conversations are how much information they get maybe hendo gets a bit more i don't know but i liked ibu's answer the other day when he was asked about um kefren thuram and do you think he will come to liverpool he said yes i hope so good that's an answer i think makes us all very happy but look here's a question to everybody maybe if you're watching this back as a clip or something give me the answer are you concerned that a lot of the players that liverpool are looking at are players who are going off to the Euro under-21s. So are you concerned that a good performance in this tournament by one or some of these players may make it more difficult for Liverpool to recruit these guys after the tournament? Or do you think that maybe some stuff's already in place and we just haven't got the formalities of it done? Or, you know, we also have to understand that some, some people are on holidays at this point in the season. And players like Barella, who were in a Champions League final, then went straight into playing with their national team and... You know, now we're only starting to get a break before the holidays. And same with Chiesa. So, well, no Champions League final for Chiesa, but, you know, late season international football. 
Um, so some of the chat are saying, well, our owners, yes, they're they're worried about how things stand. And I can't, I can't say I'm not a little bit concerned because I have faith in everybody but the owners. I've got faith in the recruitment team. I've got faith in the manager, faith in the scouts, faith in the coaches, faith in the players. I don't have the belief or the faith that FSG have the appetite for the fight, the appetite to win. I think their appetite is to keep Champions League football. Some people might be happy enough with that. I'm not. I want Liverpool to be challenged and I want us to win trophies, not to qualify for the Champions League for finishing fifth, fourth, third. I want us to be challenging for the title. I'm concerned if they have a good tournament that the fees will increase and FSG will pull the plug, which makes it even more strange why perhaps we aren't trying to get them pushed over the line. And I want to reiterate something that I said earlier on as well. We were told that we walked away from Bellingham because we didn't want a distraction. We didn't want a huge pile of money going to one player, but also we didn't want it to drag on potentially through the window. It hasn't, by the way. Real Madrid signed him nice and quickly, but I could understand that. But we haven't seen a willingness to go out there and get it done very quickly. Like one deal done, brilliant, not complaining. Very happy with Alexis McAllister, and I'll keep reiterating that. If we are going to allow some of these lads to go off to the Euros and they're the targets, I think it's a pretty risky game, you know, because it's only going to go one way. They're not going to drop in value. They're either going to go to the tournament and do well and the value goes up. Or, you know, there's another side to this, I guess, as well, is what if they get an injury? So maybe Liverpool hold back because... Let's say we wanted Gravenberch and heaven forbid Gravenberch went and did his ACL. You know, touch wood, he doesn't. But, you know, there is that side of it as well. That if The last thing Liverpool could afford to do was sign a player and then have that player ruled out for months because of a serious injury picked up um, before he's even kicked the ball for Liverpool. So there is that side of it to keep in mind as well. So, yeah, a lot of um, interesting things and no talk about outgoings yet. So no talk of what's going to happen with Joe Matip. I've not seen an offer or even an interested club in Joe Matip. So it's one thing us saying move Joe Matip on, but there has to be uh, a club willing to sign Joe. And then nothing on Nat Phillips that I've seen either recently. Nothing new anyway. Um, and yeah, a couple of other potential players that Liverpool could look to move on to bring in some money. Let's wait and see what happens. But clock's ticking, windows open. And uh, well, and if we want players in for pre-season, we want them to be fresh and ready to go, then you'd hope stuff would start happening very soon because we don't want this to drag into July and us kind of having started pre-season and the players the club wants aren't in. That was the whole point of this we're walking away from Bellingham thing. The UK press, as usual, have gone overboard regarding Trent in midfield. I don't doubt his talent. Could be amazing midfield. I just worry about the pressure that sort of talk and put on young players. He's not really a young player anymore, though. He's he's so experienced at, at the age he's at already. With, you know, representing England, playing at the highest levels for Liverpool. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. But look, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm just glad to see him doing well. 24. Right. I thought he might have been 25, Trent. 24. He's crazy experience for a 24-year-old, isn't he? And, you know, Trent easily has another 10 years in him. So, happy days. And hopefully he's a one-club man. Hopefully we see him at Liverpool for his entire career. Trent could be the reverse Camavinga. Yeah, good show. Thoughts on Saka as a Salah long-term replacement? This ship sailed. When he signed that contract, not the most recent one, the one before that with Arsenal, that ship sailed. But he would have been a great 
yeah, I don't think wouldn't have had any issues with him as a potential Liverpool player. He'd have been amazing, but nah, three hundred grand a week at this age. You know, I'm very interested to see what happens in the next few years with him and his contract renewals with Arsenal. Be honest, could Darwin win the Ballon d'Or? He could do. If he puts it all together for one season and we go on a deep run in the Champions League in a few years, then maybe we lift that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I wouldn't be putting money on it. I mean, we'll certainly be we'll be calling for it if he does well. I'll still never understand how Verge didn't get that. Well, I, I understand it, I guess, from the Liverpool vote being split, but I'll never understand the fact that he was robbed of it. Haaland might win the Ballon d'Or. Didn't score a goal in the semi-final first leg. Didn't score a goal in the semi-final second leg. Didn't score a goal in the final. It's not really Ballon d'Or level of award winning for me. If that was Messi or Ronaldo, they would have played a part in, in that semi-final or final win. The only stain against Haaland. Everything else was incredible what he did in the Premier League. The numbers he put up, absolutely phenomenal. I like Roy Keane. Loved Roy Keane, the footballer, but... I can't stand him as a pundit. I want to hear the insight about what he thinks makes a great midfield player or what someone's doing wrong, other than the one or two liners that he spouts out for clips. I don't know. I can't take him as a pundit. Peter Drury on Sky is like a messy transfer. Finally, we can watch Sky Sports. Yeah, look, it's, it's brilliant. And I'm a big fan of Peter Drury. Sometimes he can over-dramatise something, but ultimately he is light years better than martin tyler so yes great announcement from sky i think peter drury will um will be a great addition to the sky sports broadcasting team definitely uh all good jensk i hope everything's all right with you i hope it's all good with you right folks i'm gonna call that a night i'm absolutely knackered and there's not much to talk about with regards to football so i will see you guys on wednesday there'll be a youtube video out tomorrow but there'll be no uh no live stream tomorrow so i'll see you guys on wednesday for a live stream and uh, appreciate you as always. Peep Show is one I have to go back and try and watch, John. Yeah. Again, watch an episode or two, but people keep telling me it's good, so I really need to try and watch it through. But yeah, have a good one. Britbox is like the Netflix for TV stuff. Well, never heard of it. Weird. Must look into it. Yeah, have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy yourselves. Much love. Bye bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.